The Jamie Dyer Show. So your your name is Nigel Mundy, is that right? Yeah, N-U-N-D-Y. Yeah, N-U-N-D-Y. And uh, you are, what relation are you, sorry, I'm recording, what relation of um, Pag and Ponies are you? Well, I'm the founder, basically. You're the founder. Started, yeah. Yeah, how did, how did that come about? Um, well, that could be a long story, but I'll keep it as short as I can. Uh, about 11 years ago, my son's girlfriend had a horse, and he was taking riding lessons, and I uh, thought I would take riding lessons to um, so I could go out with him. And, and I went to the stables where he kept his horse and asked for riding lessons, and they said to me that they couldn't apply because they didn't have a horse big enough for me, because I'm quite a big fella. So that left, and then approximately a year ago, a year, sorry, not a year ago, a year later, um, he phoned me while I was at work and said, do you still want a big horse? And I said, um, well, I didn't actually want a big horse, I wanted to provide a big horse. Yeah. Um, so he said, well, you better come and have a look at the one that's just been brought in by the RSPCA. So on my way home from work, I went round to those stables and asked the girl in charge where the horse was and said that um, she was in the wash box because the stalls were not big enough for her. Well, you know, this must be a, a big horse. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, girl. yes. Just about. Um, so I went in the wash box and there's this huge shadow that lights not working properly. So a big red rug wrapped right around his body and his head down in proximity of the floor. Um, and I said to the girl, can I take the rug off? And uh, you'll have to excuse me because I'll get a bit emotional with this. Um, she said, yeah, but be prepared. And I um, I took the rug off the wall. And, well, to be honest, I, I cried. Mm-hmm. He was in such an emaciated state. He'd been abandoned, no food, no water. And she was on the verge. Two more days, she was probably get The RSPCO found her. Um, they bought her in. And uh, I stood there with her. You could actually get your fingers between the uh, And couldn't hold her head up, probably, because the neck was her thin. Yeah. And I um, said to the girl, what happens to her now? She said, well, we keep her for approximately start her rehabilitation um, and then uh, uh, she will either stay here as a riding horse or someone can adopt her and while she was talking the horse lifted her head uh, and looked me in the eye mm-hmm. and I was very I was smitten <laughs> uh, I said um, right I, I, I'm, I'm going to adopt so I contacted the RSPCA the following day um, and put in the adoption papers and adopted her and I moved her from there to the stable she's in now and I, I've done her rehabilitation um, and uh, she triggered off in me the need to help her. I, I always loved that. Um, but never, usually been dogs, cats, or 
after meeting Ebony, the name, um, and get to know her and understand how uh, gentle and giving yeah. these animals are, um, it just escalated from there. I, originally, I was here with another woman who used to rent two of the stables. She left under a cloud from the owners. Uh, and I asked the owners if I could um, take over the renting of the whole yard, um, which they allowed. Uh, and that allowed me then the capacity to look for or take in other horses that needed help with and, that, and that's what's happened. And over the last 10 years, I've accumulated, if you like, 11 um, from all different situations, all bad situations, um, but now they're all, you know, they all live together and all happy and contented yeah. and well-fed and, you know, everyone who sees them loves them. And um, that's how I got into it. Yeah, well, that, I, I have heard a lot about your organisation. Um, obviously, day-to-day, what is it that you do? You look after the 11 horses that you've got, is that right? I mean, do you take any new ones in if you find them? I, I haven't. What happened is about five years ago, the man who used to own it um, sold the property and surrounding fields. Right. Um, and at that point in time, he wanted me off. He tried desperately to get me off of the yard. And I said to him, you know, if you can find someone for the horses, uh, then I'll go. Otherwise, I'm not moving. Uh, and as luck would have it, the new people that bought the place wanted me to stay. So, hence the reason I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, I can't have any more. There just isn't the room. I mean, believe you me, if I had the money and the room, I'd have a lot more. Um, so, what basically I do is is take care of these. Um, a lot of them... Uh, People say to me, why don't you rehome them? But the problem is in my head is that um, I, um, I I always have the feeling that they will go back somewhere where they will have to, you know, end up being treated as they were before. Yes. Um, because, you know, to be brutally honest, I don't trust people, you know, especially with their these lives. Because um, I've, I've met so many what I call horsey people over the years. Um, and I've found that not all, but a vast majority of them only have a horse for what the horse can do for them, not what they can do for the horse. Yes. Hence the reason I've got these. You know, they, if you, you get some people have a horse and if it doesn't jump high enough, they just get rid of it. You know, you know if it's not doing what it's supposed to do for them, then it's no good to them. So, you know, but the way I look at them is they are so similar in their nature and attitude to a dog that if you have a horse, you should commit to it and it's, a, you know, a horse is for life, not just for Christmas, basically. Yeah, I completely get that. I mean, if, if people wanted to help you in some way uh, with this, how would they go about? Can they volunteer or is there somewhere that they can I, give... I, I get a numerous volunteers because yeah. that's always going out. Uh, in different ways. Um, unfortunately, uh, I have a, a, a very small few volunteers that do 
stick to it. They come up and they, there's one in particular, she comes up every single day without fail and she's very good at what she does. But it takes more than one, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. And the problem is that a lot of the volunteers are fair weather volunteers. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's pouring hard with rain or snowing or freezing, um, they don't get out of the bed. You know, they don't think that the horse... Um, Needs anything. It's not that way inclined, if you understand what I mean. Whereas I am, see, Christmas Day and Boxing Day and my birthday and any bank holiday... Yeah. It's just a day to the horse, so I have to treat it as such. So, you know, I'm here no matter what, what weather, whatever. Uh, and that's the sort of volunteer I want, somebody who's prepared to commit to, you know, just taking care of the animals. I'm, I'm not, you know, what I do every day is I get up here early in the morning and I feed them, make sure they got water and make sure they got hay. And and then sometimes I'll go off and do... Um, uh, and do something else and then come back in the afternoon and then I get cleaned out and um, yeah um, uh, whatever I do the same it's basically the same yes if, if people wanted to find out more about it where would they need to go hey if people where wanted they need to go what they need to do is is, is to phone me really uh, and then it's in Pagham it's based in Pagham um, if they phone me and say they want to come up and then see if they want to volunteer, because I invite people to do that, um, then uh, I will tell them where it is and they can come up. I try to keep it fairly um, low-key, that location, simply because to protect these ponies. Yeah. Up until just over a year ago, about 18 months ago, nobody knew they were here even. Even people who lived in Pagham for 25, 30 years didn't know they were here. No. Just that it got to the point where um, I retired and money was tight and um, it was getting more difficult for me doing certain things that I put out for volunteers. So it's only over the last couple of years that uh, I've allowed people to know where they are, if you like. But now I need to let more people know where they are um, simply because... Um, I want them to thrive, you know? I yeah. want them to survive and, and be looked after. Yeah, completely understandable, and we'll help, we'll help you uh, to do that. Thank you so much, Nigel, for coming on today and talking to me about this, because uh, I've heard a lot about Pag and Ponies, but it's been nice to actually talk to you about the meaning behind it. Yeah, well, that, that's all it is. It's to, it's to give these animals a decent life, really. I mean, my biggest fear at the moment is the fact that they're on about building on this area. Um, I'm just hoping that they don't get permission. I know that sounds a bit harsh, but, you know, it's all right building homes for thousands more people, but what about their homes, you know? Yes. They need home as well. Definitely. And none of, none of the um, developers have said, oh, well, you know, we'll section off a piece and you can have it as a filter <laughs> for horses, um, uh, because they are part of the community regardless of what anyone says. So many people know them now, and so many people see them. I'll take the, the little ones. I've got some miniature Shetlands, which I take to little events during the year um, to raise funds. And people absolutely adore them, you know? Yeah. And they adore people. They're really good with people. So they're all part of the community, so they should be considered as such, really.
Well, yes, I, I hope that uh, you manage to not stop the redevelopment on that land, but hopefully they'll see a, a way of purposing it for the right reasons. Well, yeah, I hope so. You know, we've just got to wait and see, really. Yes. Well, Nigel, thank you very much for talking to me today and all the best with Pag and Ponies. It's, it's a great organisation that I've heard about for a long time. And it's well, you're more than welcome to come over and meet them if you want. Yes, I would love to. OK, fine. Thank you very much. Yep, no worries. I'll be in touch. All right. Bye-bye. OK, bye-bye. Thank you. The Jamie Dyer Show.